What's up, everyone? It's Landman here again with you from Cheeseheads Weekly. Uh, by the way, this is Cheeseheads Weekly that you're listening to right now. So thanks for joining us. It's a Tuesday. Um, actually, it's a Monday that I'm recording it, but it's going to be Tuesday. Um, it is Tuesday, likely when you're hearing it or after. Um, so um, it's May 8th, the day, May 9th. Um, for you all on a Tuesday, and uh, it's great to be here. Um, I'm very excited uh, to give you my day three draft grades. Put I did put some thought into this. Um, I've been listening to some Andy Herman and got a good deep dive scouting report on Kobe Wooden. That did influence my grade. I changed my grade after I listened to that. Um, and so that's definitely um, a podcast you want to listen to, the Pack a Day podcast. You can get it on Spotify um, or anywhere else you get your podcasts, likely. And uh, Andy Herman's the main guy on there, and he's the guy I listen to. All kinds of great stuff on the Packers, uh, covers everything, and um, I really like, really like his content. So, but uh, we are here again. Um, and we we got uh, 13 plays on the last episode, three votes on the poll. One of them was mine. Uh, as far as the poll goes, uh, they were, what is your favorite pick of the first two days um, of the draft? And um, I picked Tucker Craft because that was my highest graded guy. But my if um, I would actually change my vote now because... I would say uh, Jaden Reed is actually my favorite player out of those guys. And there was one vote for Jaden Reed and also another vote for Lucas Van Ness, I believe. So, uh, thanks for the participation and support there. Had two um, answers in the Q&A, Hunter Wambler and Alex Martin. Alex, as you know, has been very supportive of the show, sent in a voice message at one point, and uh, has been uh, one of the the top fans of the show, so that's awesome. And uh, there's a link in the description to send in a voice message. Uh, we haven't had one of those in a long time. Uh, you can send in a question, you can send in some disagreement with my takes, um, something you want me to address. Um, I've discussed topics of, uh, whether Rodgers should leave Green Bay or not, um, what I thought about that, and also I have discussed, um, Joe Barry, um, uh, also in two episodes, I discussed it when the voice message was given, and then also in an episode after that, when I had my Uncle Troy on the show, and we talked some Packers, some Aaron Rodgers, and also discussed uh, Joe Barry a little bit uh, to get in deeper to that question of what I thought about Joe Barry staying with the Packers. I'm going to talk a little bit about more about Joe Barry here as as is fitting. Uh, but uh, the show is available on Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Pandora. Uh, new episodes every Tuesday. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, that's a very helpful getting the word out. 
and uh, so more people can be exposed to great Packers content. There's not a ton of Packers podcasts out there, but I recommended one to you, and of course there's this one, so this is of course only a weekly one, so there's only so much you could put into this. A pack a day pretty much covers everything. Um, but I do appreciate the support that I've been getting. Uh, you could also rate the show. That would be great. Um, give me a five-star rating if you like it that much, and uh, that'll help get it out there to more people as well. So, without further ado, we will get into um, the show we have for you today. So like I said, I said I might talk about Joe Barry a little bit, and the reason why is first-round pick, again, uh, Lucas Van Ness, another defensive player. The Packers had two defensive player picks last year. In the last several years, they have not had, um, or they, yeah, they haven't had very many offensive first-round picks at all. There's been a lot of defense, and Joe Barry is just getting defensive player after defensive player, big big-time talents, and not doing a whole lot with it. Packers should have been a top-five defense last year, but we saw a lot of vets, veteran players, of all things, um, regress a lot. Um, I don't... I have to think that a lot of that is on Joe Barry, and um, I'd like to see him change up some of his scheme. And once again, their draft, they draft, they got a lot of defensive talent. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, I already mentioned, and then they got um, Kobe Wooden, who we're going to st- discuss here in a little bit in the fourth round. Uh, Carl Brooks, um, another lineman in the fifth round. And uh, then also they drafted Carrington Valentine, a cornerback in the seventh round, and Anthony Johnson Jr., a safety slash cornerback in the seventh round as well. All of which are great picks. I'm fine with the picks, but um, what I'm not fine with is how we are using the picks and how the picks are being wasted. And um, Joe Barry will be gone after this season, and there's a lot of pressure on him to make this defense perform. And they need to perform This is a good defense, and I want to see a lot more than I saw last year. Towards the end of the season, we dominated a few games. The game against Minnesota, uh, the game against Miami, at least the second half of that game. Uh, But I want to see more than that, okay? We need the whole season. They've been starting slow, and then slowly, you know, we get players grumbling a little bit, you know, like, come on, man, adjust some things, and he adjusts a few things. You got to do that at the beginning of the season, from the get-go. Um, if it ain't working, um, you're gonna have to do something about it. And I want to see more of those adjustments, in-game adjustments, even from Joe Barry, and a lot of pressure on Matt Lafleur, even too, as we talked about um, a while back with Troy, uh, just for keeping Joe Barry around. You know, uh, fans will be unhappy with him for sure if he keeps them around and they have another really bad season on defense. So there's something to keep your eye on, but they did invest heavily on the defensive line and on the defense in general, and I expect um, Joe Barry to improve the defense, at least if he wants to be around um, in um, the, the coming years. But to be honest, I 
do not really see Joe Barry returning next year. I don't think the defense will perform good enough that he will return next year. Uh, that's just my thoughts on that. So let's get into the draft grades uh, for day three. Day I already mentioned day three was my favorite day of the draft. mentioned that last week. I'm very excited for some of these players. They did have a few picks that I did not consider very good. But in the fourth round, they drafted my guy, Kobe Wooden, out of Auburn. Um, he played a lot of edge in Auburn. Um, showed a lot of flashes his freshman year. He looked like he could be a potential first-round pick even. Um, plateaued a little bit. Didn't improve as much as we had hoped and maybe even thought he would. Um, but he's still a good player, very athletic, 9.24 RAS score, and um, good speed, really, really athletic. Um, but th the thing is, his tape is very inconsistent. That's the main knock on him. And because of that, I'm going to give him a B plus. Really like the player, and I liked his versatility. He's probably going to play on the defensive line. Um, he's kind of a hybrid, can set the edge and play um, against the run, uh, run defense on the edge. And but I think most likely Packers will be using him as defensive tackle, uh, mainly rush the passer, a rotational guy. And it would be awesome if he could develop into um, a better player. Um, he has, he's shown the potential, showed some good move moves. Um, um, he's got the tools. Uh, he's got good worth that work ethic, good character. Um, he's a great he's a great guy, great player. And I really like the pick, but I would I, it's up to the Packers to develop him and we'll see if uh Joe Barry and company can do that. Uh their next pick, first pick of the fifth round, they drafted Sean Clifford, a quarterback out of Penn State. Um this pick has been widely criticized, um, myself included. I would say there was a run on quarterbacks. Uh, Packers kind of maybe got caught up in that. It seems pretty obvious. They brought him in for a visit. Uh, Sean Clifford was obviously their guy. Um, they were impressed with his intelligence, especially um, decision-making and accuracy are his main downfalls. Other than that, he's a mobile quarterback. Not going to be your typical pocket passer, but can get out, extend plays. Maybe like a Patrick Mahomes, way, 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 way watered down, and he may never become a starter even. Right now he looks like a great number three quarterback maybe, um, but they drafted him uh, primarily to eventually at least back up Jordan Love, I think is what the vision is. Um, he's actually old, older, a little bit older than Jordan Love. And Jordan Love is entering his fourth season in the NFL, so that little bit of uh, context there for you. Um, so an older player and um, a guy who with lots of experience in college, but uh, I guess maybe they think that would help um, with them being with him being able to back up Jordan Love. I don't know. I don't love the pick. Honestly, I can see why the Packers picked him. I can see why they liked him. I don't like the spot. That is the main issue with the pick. They, A lot of people thought he could have even go undrafted, be a priority 
um, undrafted free agent pickup, and Packers picked him in the fifth round. Um, but would they, um, based on who they got afterwards, um, you know, there was just a couple guys that they, they specifically them, really liked, and it looked like a reach. Um, but the Packers really liked him, and they went up and got their guy. Um, but I'm not um, totally against him. Um, I actually like the talent, um, his skill set, and Packers, you know, could develop him into a quality backup. Um, but what I don't like is where they picked him, and that is the main issue with this pick. And so I'm going to give this pick a D plus. And, um, by the way, his RAS score was 9.04, so he is an athletic quarterback, which, um, is nice. This is one of his pros, what I like about Sean Clifford. Their second pick in the fifth round is a wide receiver out of Virginia, a guy by the name of Dontavian Wicks. Um, he's a bigger guy, um, which they like, uh, very much a Packers type, 9.17 RAS score. Really like the pick. Um, the I'm gonna give him give it a grade of A, and um, A is obviously a very good grade. But the reason it's not an A plus is because one he he struggled a little bit, especially in his last year at Virginia with some drops. He had really great protection uh, production and everything. Really great year in 2021. 2022 is last year. Wasn't so great, but um, there was a lot of stuff happening at Virginia. They Their whole offensive production fell off majorly, and I am looking forward to see him bounce back and uh, be a great player for the Packers. And the fact that he's athletic obviously helps. He struggled a little bit with drops, but... He also was mainly just concentration drops. It was great at catching the ball. And looks like he could turn into a good route runner as well. So really, really nice polished prospect. What mainly uh, was the reason that people didn't pick him and why I did not give him an A plus for the pick is because of his last year in college. And uh, But good value where the Packers got him, and I really like the pick. There... Uh, first pick of the sixth round. They had two picks in the sixth round. Um, Carl Brooks, a defensive lineman out of Bowling Green. Uh, this guy, not terribly athletic. 5.87 RAS score, smaller school. But the reason the Packers picked him, and they said so themselves, is because of the extreme production that Brooks was putting up over there. And uh, that is really what what is big with him, and I think he could turn into be a great rotational guy on the Packers' defensive line. Uh, by the way, another reason I gave Colby Wooden a B-plus is that some people were thinking um, that maybe he um, should, that the Packers shouldn't, that wasn't a great use of capital there in the fourth round to pick Wooden because they had drafted Lucas Van Ness. Uh, that's not a big deal for me, but that that they do have a little bit of a point there. Um, but I do really like the Kobe Wooden pick and also the Brooks pick here. And uh, he has some versatility 
and I think could be a really great rotational player with him, especially with the production. We already know what he can do. I think he can be a pretty instant impact player. Uh, kind of a little bit under the radar. Kind of like, I think they got a pretty big steal with him based on his production. This reminds me a little bit of last year of the Kingsley-Enigbari pick, where he wasn't ath as athletic, and so some people passed him up. But then the Packers got him, got a pretty good. Um, and, you know, Enigbari already looks like he's going to be a great rotational guy at edge. And, like, both those guys, they don't look athletic. They don't have a big muscular frame uh, just from looking at them. But the production speaks for itself. And uh, uh, the Packers have had success getting some of these guys in later rounds that have the production but not necessarily the athleticism. Um, so I'm giving Carl Brooks an A grade. Straight A. Their second pick in the sixth round, they took Anders Carlson out of Auburn, uh, a kicker. And I was not extremely impressed with this pick either, as many others did not, especially Packers fans, were not extremely impressed with this pick. Uh, the reason being... He was great as a freshman. I feel like the Packers have a good many picks like this. Great as a freshman. Really did not do good. But he did battle with injuries last year. Uh, but not great from long distance. But he does have a big leg. So that makes me f think that he can develop. And he has a connection to Rich Passaccio, which is why they got him. Um, that It was a little bit of a reach, I think. I think they could have got him later, possibly even... Uh, as an undrafted free agent. And um, I'm not a huge fan of drafting kickers, especially as high as they got him. Maybe in the seventh round. But um, if it works out, I'll be happy, obviously. And um, he has a, a tremendous chance to um, to be uh, the uh, day one starter at kicker. Um, all he has to do is beat out Parker White who is the other kicker on the roster right now. So this guy's 6'5". They like apparently like big guys for kickers, too, or something. Younger brother of Daniel Carlson, who Rich Passaccia uh, coached, and is a great kicker over there uh, for Las Vegas. So it could turn into a good pick. Obviously, I, tr I do trust Rich Passaccia's judgment a little bit on this because he knows what he's doing on special teams. Great coach. Should have been should be the head coach of the Raiders right now. And I have a lot of respect for him, as do other Packers, Packers players, as well as their coaching staff. Um, and so uh, it could work out, but I'm going to give this pick a C minus grade. Uh, their next pick in the seventh round is Carrington Valentine, a cornerback. Um, I do not remember which college he comes from, uh, but athletic, really fast, 4 three forty, 40 and uh, 9.3 RAS score. Very good press man coverage. Um, which I gave the pick an A minus, and uh, the the grade um, is A minus for him. Really like the pick, great value at that spot. I would say 
Um, the problem I have with it is the Packers, they don't, they tend to not play very much press man. They do a lot of zone, a lot of off man, and uh, especially like under Joe Barry. And I feel like he's going to be used in the wrong way. In college, some of the time, he was asked to play a lot of zone, and that's why he was probably drafted so low because it's not exactly his best spot. When you got that speed, you had that ability to play press man, and then you can make up for it, you know, a little bit like Eric Stokes. And uh, I feel like maybe that's the reason Eric Stokes didn't have such a great start to last year before he got injured is because uh, he's not being utilized in the right way, and I feel like that's a lot of the problem with Joe Barry's scheme. And so if they're going to draft guys like this, they're going to have to actually um, change the scheme or something uh, play a little more press man to make this work for some of these guys. And for that reason, I gave the pick an A-. minus. Uh, their next pick was Lou Nichols out of Central. Lou Nichols the third out of Central Michigan, a running back. Uh, 7.83 RAS score, not freakishly athletic, not amazing for running back. Good size, good build, like 5'11", 211 pounds or so. Um, that range, and so pretty good build for running back, doesn't have that breakaway speed, doesn't have tremendous agility, um, pretty much he's a little bit of a, can do a little bit of everything, but not much of anything, if you get what I mean there. Not a huge fan of the pick, but there might not have been a whole lot else around at that point, and they wanted to get a running back. That's a guy they got, he can do a little bit of pass protection, do a little bit of pass catching, maybe. That'll t probably take some development, though. Um, I did not look too much into him, but not crazy impressed with the pick. Not really excited, um, as I am with some of these other picks coming up here in the seventh round. Uh, I gave that pick a C-plus grade. Uh, the pick of day three right here. Uh, defensive back Anthony Johnson Jr. I forget again which which uh, Iowa State Iowa State is the college for Anthony Johnson Jr. Uh, 8.13 RAS score. He is just um, yeah he's he's fast, pretty fast, uh, pretty good athletically. Um, and used to play corner before, uh, switching to safety here this past year, and, um, looked, looked really good, could be, could be a slot guy as well, play some in the slot, uh, could replace Adrian Amos quite well. This guy could be a day one starter, and he was picked in the seventh round, major steal for the Packers, um, could have been picked fourth or fifth round. Could have easily been picked there. Um, maybe he should have been picked there. And the Packers, I'm kind of surprised they didn't pick him earlier. But they waited and uh, picked some questionable picks above him. Can't believe that Sean Clifford, Anders Carlson, Lou Nichols, guys like that were actually drafted above this guy. Um, but they still got him. I am stoked to see him on this team. Um, and this is a really fun player. I'm giving this guy an A+. Plus, uh, great pick for the Packers. And by the way, 
just real quickly, um, whenever I was talking about um, the Packers, uh, when they picked Luke Musgrave, uh, well, when they traded down and stuff, um, after the Luke Musgrave pick, when they were trading down uh, to get Jaden Reed, there were quite a bit of players that we thought could maybe go to the Packers. Mock, Cody Mock was still on the board. I said he was not on the board. He was still on the board when I went back and looked. Um, I had remembered that wrong, and so Jaden Reed will be one to watch because if he doesn't pan out, you know, there's plenty of other guys they could have taken um, there. But slightly off topic, just wanted to make that correction from last episode. Uh, their final pick of the draft was Grant DuBose, wide receiver out of Charlotte. I uh, really, really like this pick. Uh I think they got a steal here, too. He could have easily been taken earlier. Uh, not great speed, but pretty pretty athletic. Again, uh, you're not going to find athletic freaks, obviously, in the seventh round. Um, but uh, 8.79 RAS score, so still pretty good. Uh, smooth mover, pretty big guy. Plays really big. Just goes up. Lots of, lots of highlight reel. Catches in college. Um, just going up, big time red zone target, just going up Mawson guys, kind of Devontae Adams style, going up and getting the ball, high pointing it, uh, making catches away from his body, really good hands, um, sometimes the throws weren't always there, and he was just, you know, toe tapping catches along the sideline, um, plucking the ball away from his body, back shoulder catches, having to adjust to catch the ball. So that's his main deal. He's not the greatest route runner as of now. Could develop into that. Uh, his athleticism is good enough. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I really like this pick. And he's right now he's not much more than just like a zone beater or a red zone threat. But he's a seventh round pick and definitely lots of room for growth uh, for him. And I really like his play style and how he plays really big. Uh, plays even bigger than he is, and he's a fairly big guy. And he said himself he, he likes to model his game after guys like D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown. So uh, keep your eye on him. I'm really excited to see what he can do. So let's just go through a few quick hits here real quick. My favorite player of the draft was Jaden Reed, as I already said. Uh, if I had to pick a defensive player, I don't know, maybe Kobe Wooden. Kind of hard to tell. Anthony Johnson Jr. is another one. I'd maybe say Anthony Johnson Jr. over Wooden, but I really liked Wooden. He's kind of a unique unique, um, unique build, and uh, his versatility is pretty unique. But obviously a lot of room for growth for him. Uh, their biggest reach, Sean Clifford, uh, didn't, didn't like the way they reached for him. Most likely to bust. It's kind of hard to tell. Like, I could have said Sean Clifford there, especially with as high as he's picked. But, like, what are the expectations for him? Like, number three, number two receiver? It's not like he can bust too much. I'd say the most likely bust is Anders Carlson, the kicker. Because um, they picked a kicker pretty high up there. Um, so, it would be a bust if he did not work out as their starting kicker uh, of the future. Most likely to work out for the Packers. Um, I put Tucker Craft in there. I think he's got he's a do-it-all tight end. Can turn into that. Obviously, tight ends take a little bit to develop, but I think Tucker Craft will will turn out for them. 
Uh, best value of the draft, Anthony Johnson Jr., by far. Um, really great value they got from Anthony Johnson Jr. And you could also probably put him into the most likely to pan just with where they picked him and everything. But I'd say Tucker Craft is most likely to pan out. Um, surprises. Uh, what I was surprised about, I was kind of surprised they did not take an offensive lineman. Most people were surprised. Most people thought they should. When I look at their offensive line, they have really good depth right now. Um, from investing in it from uh, past years, you know, last year, year before, picking three guys. So, maybe even the year before that, they picked three guys. I believe they did, actually. Um, so, they have really great depth there. Um, I'm happy with that. They could have picked a guy to develop, you know, Bakhtiari might not be there next year. But they got guys that can step up, like Zach Tom, uh, and take that position. Um, so I expect them to draft offensive linemen and address that need next year. Um, uh, but some needs they tend to ignore, especially if there's not, you know, maybe the best place to take an offensive lineman for them this year was day three, get a developmental guy, and there wasn't very many options day three. Uh, last year, the, t the need they ignored was tight end that people were a little surprised about. So there's always that need you can't quite fill. Ve overall, I was very impressed with this draft. Um, what I wasn't surprised about, the infe the investment at defensive line. I was also somewhat surprised at, um, not very much at safety, but I do like the way they actually played that. Just waiting for their guy, getting Anthony Johnson, one of the more athletic guys, um, in the safety class. Not much athleticism, not much Packers types at the safety position. I like the way they waited and just got him, and it's not as much of a need anymore. Uh, since they brought some of the vets back um, and they got some versatility in that room, I think they can move guys around and make it work. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't surprised uh, with the investment at D-line. Lucas Van Ness, then in round one, Kobe Wooden. In the fourth round, Carl Brooks, then uh, in the sixth round. Uh, very, I was happy with that investment. I knew they would invest there. You always want to invest in the trenches, that's for sure. And the Packers did that. Um, like I said, wasn't surprised one bit about the Lucas Van Ness pick. I don't think anyone was. And that was actually what I had predicted them to take, who I predicted them to take in the first round. So, that ended up happening. Um, so my overall draft grade is A. I think this is overall a really great draft. You're going to hit on some. You're going to miss on some. But overall, just looking at it um, without knowing anything, you know, rookie minicamp did just happen Friday and Saturday here. You don't get a ton from that, though. Um, and you can check out the Pack-A-Day podcast. Annie Herman gave some um, observations on both days of the minicamp. But you can't. You can't take too much from that anyway, and overall, I like the draft, um, just surface level and without diving in too deep. Um, show got a little bit long today, but um, very uh, one I was very interested in, hopefully you were too. Really like day three of the draft. If I was going to put these guys into kind of tiers, I would say their best picks were like Anthony Johnson Jr., the home runs, Anthony Johnson Jr., Grant DuBose, uh, and Carl Brooks. Um, after that, guys who could 
a little more developmental, but could turn into really solid starters. I'd go Colby Wooden, Dontavian Wicks, Carrington Valentine, and picks that were meh to not so good. I'd go Lou Nichols, Anders Carlson, and Sean Clifford. And you can kind of tell that just from my grades as well. So, uh... Uh, by the way, I'm not sure I mentioned Carrington Valentine. I'd put him in the solid starters, the uh, tier two, middle tier. Um, yeah, so solid draft, solid day three. Really like the last two picks of day three, to be honest. I think those are my favorite two picks of the day three, but also like the Wicks pick and the Wooden pick as well. And Valentine, that was a good pick. And, of course... Carl Brooks was a great pick. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of great picks here, so it's kind of hard to choose one. Uh, but thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, next, next week, I'm not totally sure what I can do, but maybe what I will do is what I meant to say. There's some options. But um, I might go and try to do a really, really early uh, 53-man roster prediction. Uh, I think that would be kind of fun, just predict what I think their 53-man roster would be way ahead of time. Uh, but that is all for today. Uh, be sure to participate in the Q&As and polls on Spotify. Love to see that. Send in a voice message. Uh, the link is in the description, and that is anywhere. You just use that link on any of the platforms that you listen to the show on. And uh, uh, you could send in a voice message. It's, it's easy. And uh, it makes things way more fun here on the show for me and for the listeners and for you all because you get your voice on podcast. Uh, so just thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, and as always, go pack, go. Mm-hmm.